are back for another episode of this shit show mess. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. I mean, well, the show's not a shit show mess, but, but we, we are. are. <laughs> and I'm one shit show mess, Brian Carpus. And I'm Claire Roma. And if you can't already tell, this is The, the Inexperienced, Inexperienced Experience. Experience. Yes. We can read. How are you doing, Clary? Um, honestly, I never called you Clary. I know. I was like, okay, hi, mom. Uh, honestly, I am very burnt out. It's the last. One, two, six days of school. Thank God. Um, yeah, it's just hot and my kids are acting a damn fool and I'm ready to... I mean, when do kids not act like a damn fool? I'm ready to... Like, I love them, but like, I'm ready for a nice long break. I get that. <laughs> um, but I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to thrive. <laughs> Same. Um, I did, uh, something very bad though. So I downloaded TikTok. Oh, Claire. And I'm not posting anything, (coughs) but boy, I'd be laughing at these teens. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wild. Teens are funny when they're funny. You know what I mean? But some of the jokes I'm too old for, or it'll be like something about high school, and I'm like, oh, that's funny, but like that's not relatable to me at this um, moment in time. And then I feel old, and then I start thinking about like the universe and how the planet is going to die in 15 years, mm-hmm. and like I'll probably only make it to 50. And, like, yeah, same. And that's if nothing happens between now and then, and like, oh my God, everyone I love is going to die. and So it's just like a whole thing. Oh my God. It's fine. I have therapy next week. Thank God. <laughs> it's just like a it's just like a little thing that's um, happening, but it is very fun. I'm having a great time. Um, <laughs> shout out to our friend Ryan for getting me hooked because he would send me vine or not vines. Oh, wishful thinking. He would send that's me so TikTok brilliant. videos, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually pretty funny. Let me get on there." But I'm learning so much from the teens. They have all these videos about like embellishing your jeans with like. You're like embroidering stuff on it, which I can do, and like on your. You still white... need to teach me how to embroider. We'll do it this summer. It's so yeah. easy, and like all these teens are getting like their white, um, their white sneakers, which like I love that look, and they're like putting flowers and shit on it, or like um, they like paint on Polaroids. They're very creative. Claire. Claire, it's gonna be a crafty summer. Oh my. Anyway. <laughs> How are you, Brian? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. You know, we're just trying to survive. I'm literally roasted. I am very sunburned, as I yeah. just showed Claire. Well, just my back. But I swear, I put on sunscreen. And I'm very careful because I very... Here's the thing. Like, I wear a lot of sunscreen because, like, okay, not because of, like, protecting skin cancer. But, like... I'm uh, very vain if y'all haven't figured out and like I just don't want to look like a roast like a leather bag and also because I the pale the more fair and pale like you take care of your skin in that regard and keep, try to keep it from the sun the more youthful you will look mm-hmm. like bitch I'm trying to get carded when I'm like 80 and by that I mean just so they like the bouncer can flatter me. You know what I mean? Like, 
very that. But yeah, I'm good. You know, we're thriving. I uh, uh, found a new um, app on my Apple TV. It's called Retroflix, and it has all these old movies on it. Oh, it's been so nice. It's been so great. I oh, oh, just love it. Um, but yeah, nothing new really. Nothing really new. So Claire and I want to catch you up on before we get into our main topic. Want to catch you up on what we're reading, what we're watching, what we're even listening to y'all so claire and i will just start off because we were just discussing this yeah we uh are watching well we just finished watching season three season three just ended of free forms the bold type formerly abc family yes um yeah it is a dope show it's a dope show and i have to say i love a show that it's kind of has like a very little inch of that could vibe because mm-hmm. when it sh- started i was like okay this is cute but there like, was not a lot of advertisements about it. There was not a lot of marketing about no, it. No, you told me about it. I don't even. I well, because I follow Freeform because I'm a freak. Uh, but right, 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 right. But right. like, I think honestly, I found it somewhere else. But, like it was like an accident, basically. But like when it started, it was such like a cliche. Like it almost like I described it as like a new age facts of life, which if you kids yeah. don't understand, know the facts of life. Well, I think it was pitched as like a newer, younger Sex in the City. Yeah, but like it had more of a facts, but of like life more vibe. diverse, <laughs> more diverse, and also but more of like a facts of life vibe because there's like the Melora Harding character who's, like, the Mrs. Garrett, and then there's the three girls who are, like, kind of, like, look to her for, like, guidance. Yeah, oh, Whereas sure. Sex and the City was just, like, it's three, fr- it's four friends, where in this case it's three friends and, like, a mentor. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, remember in the beginning, like, they named the book company Steinem? Like, yeah, like there were like the very beginning of it was almost like very. They're like, like these are women, and they are proud to be women, which is great. Yeah, but like, they, but like it was these, like a little much. But this was almost like if you were at like your first, like the first season was almost for me like if you wrote like if I was at like a second city class for like writing a, like a pilot, and like I was like real new to writing and new to like comedy, and I was like, what am I gonna go call my feminist book company in my like pilot? Oh, Steinem. Yeah. Duh. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like for like that's sure. what the very beginning vibe came from to me. Like, but as the show's grown and progressed in three seasons, it's really become a great show that it has is. really great commentary. Yes. and really does push boundaries of feminism, and especially in this last episode with um, because the show is centered around a magazine that's very much not Cosmo. Cosmo. <laughs> Politan and the Melora Harding character is definitely not the editor based on the editor in chief of Cosmopolitan. She totally is. I don't know what the fuck her name is. Yeah. Honestly, I still think Helen Gurley Brown is still at Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Isn't she? I don't know. Is she alive? She um, might be in the Shelley Miscavige uh, category. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shelley's in her own category. Shelly's in her own category of where are they now. Yeah. Where are they now? We don't know. We don't know, bitch. But some people do. You know who you are. Anyway. Um, Claire, are you reading anything right now? I am. I'm really trying to read more books because I've been watching a lot of TV the past couple months. Mm. Um, I just finished a heart-wrenching difficult to read biography about <coughs> Rosemary Kennedy. I'm, can I borrow it? Yeah. 
It was okay. hard to read. Yeah. Um, I audibly made noises while reading it when they describe her unnecessary lobotomy. Yes. Because um, they really tell you about it. Mm. Um, but I did like it because, and a reviewer said this somewhere in some publication that I don't recall, that it's a really good book because it gives you actually new information on the Kennedys and like mm. you see them in a different light. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting and really true because I've read and like seen a lot of stuff about the Kennedys <coughs> and it's all like pretty much the mm. same information at this point. Right. Um, but it's, ve- it's very well written. Yeah. It's great. It has pictures and excerpts from her diaries and like, Oh wow. I'm they, definitely borrowing this from I you. can't remember her name, but it's, uh, a, a, a female author, which we're very about, we we're about that. Um, um but it's, Rosemary's, it's a very good book. Standing, Rosemary's like major scan. My yes. favorite Kennedy. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, she had a very sad life. She did. And it was and all she wanted was to be with her family and they kept sending her did away. You, okay. Question. Do you think she, uh, and I know this is in a podcast about this subject. But I just have to ask because yeah. this is our podcast. Um, did she have autism? Do they make that clear in the book? Or so do they, cause I always assumed of... that she was like somewhere on the spectrum and that's why everyone was like, she's off and different. But like in reality, she was just a little like. It's hard to say because the Kennedys were so hush-hush about it. Right. And because, like, learning disabilities weren't a thing thing, when she was a kid. Also, like, the spectrum probably wasn't, like... Well, it seems that it's more like she had a learning disability. Because when she was, like, 15 or 16, she was still only at, like, a third grade reading level. Oh, wow. Um... But she could, like, function and, like, take care of herself, and she was going to school, yeah. but they, she wasn't giving the results that the Kennedys mm-hmm. wanted, because they wanted, you know, their kids to be, you know, best in the class, best at whatever sport they're doing, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mama Kennedy's fucking nuts. Yeah. And you really see that in this book, which I've never really, like, <laughs> seen before. Mm-hmm. But basically, it's it seems to me that she had some severe learning disabilities, but that she was also depressed, which is probably because she was so frustrated all the time yeah. with, like, not being good enough, knowing she wasn't good enough. Yeah. Um, she definitely had some anxiety, but, like, literally there was no reason for her to have a lobotomy, and actually no. Joe did it, like, behind everyone's back. Yeah. And didn't tell anyone. That's so sad. And, like, it's really, like, really awful. I remember that Emma Stone, Rosemary Kennedy. Yes. That was going to happen. It's not. It's, it's off her IMDb. <gasps> I checked. No. Yeah, because I was like, when is this going to happen? And That's, like, part of the reason why I got this book. Yeah. No. God damn Letters it. Letters to Rosemary is no more. They should. Very interesting. Like, you know, she died in 2005. Yeah, she lived a long-ass life. Fuck, dude. Yeah. In Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I know. That's I so know. fucking rude. I know, my, look, I know all my Kennedys. Well, I didn't well, know they, a lot about her, except like, oh yeah, and then there's Rosemary. Because that's where they hit her. That's where they put, because the... Well, yeah. Yeah, they're like... Yeah. But it's just, it's very sad, but it's a very good read. I, I highly so, recommend. I can so see the Kennedys, the Kennedy mindset thing, like, where would they never find a Kennedy? Like, where would they never find Rosemary? Somewhere in the Midwest. Like, I could so see that being like they're like Connecticut. Yeah, they're like looking at a map. Mindset. They're like, okay, where can we? Can where can we place her? Yeah, it's very sad, but it's a very good read. Um, and like, although her life was like so tragic and so mm. awful, like her siblings, uh, uh, Eunice especially, because they were really close. Yeah. Um, started the. Uh, 
the Special Olympics. Right. Like, basically because of her. And yeah. so that is a great thing that came out of this horrible that tragedy. That is something wonderful that came out of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely recommend. I'll link it in the book, in the, in the mm-hmm. comments. Yeah. Comments. Who do Comment I think I am? I'm also, so now I'm reading uh, Pete Holmes's book, Comedy Sex God. Ooh, how's it? Um, I'm only in like two or three chapters in. It's pretty good. Yeah. He and I, uh, kind of similar with some things when it comes to mm-hmm. sex and comedy and love and so I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Even though I hate the show Crashing. Oh God, I can't. I fucking can't. <laughs> I like him. I just, yeah, I, I, I hate I don't that mind show. Him, but yeah, I can't. Like, oh, I'm not a comedian, but like all these other comedians who are real, like I, I just I don't I, like I, it. I can't. Um, and I'm listening to, oh, this is great. I'm listening to a podcast called uh, Mysterious Midwest, which is about, like, murders and, like, paranormal shit in the Midwest. And it's actually by two girls who live in Lansing, which is about an hour north-ish of me. Yeah. Or, like, where I grew up. So, if you're into that kind of shit, which, if you listen to this, you probably are. Yeah. Um, It's great. I really like it. I need to listen to that. Danielle and Sarah, what's up? I need to listen to it. We should it. do a crossover episode. Oh, down. I'm down. Yeah. I'll hit them up. Yeah, do it. What are you listening, watching, and Well, I reading? just finished reading um, Slouching Towards Bethlehem by Joan Didion. Yes. Which, um, if you don't know who Joan Didion is, because um, I said so Joan Didion to someone, and they didn't know who she was. Um, yeah, I know. I felt very like... Was I this had, a child? No, someone our age. Yeah, it made me feel a little bad about a lot of things. Um, but um, I, um, Joan Didion is one of the most prolific writers of like the 20th and 21st century. Um, and uh, her works of cross of fiction and nonfiction are by many means some of the best pieces of writing. And yeah, anyway. Um, but, uh, I tried, cause I had tried reading one of her fiction books first, plays, lays, and I couldn't really get into it, even though I, I liked it, but like, I couldn't get really into it. But then a friend of mine was like, no, 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 start with slouching towards Bethlehem, which is a book of, which is a nonfiction book of hers. And it's a book of essays. And it's honestly what you should do. Everyone, if you want to read, like, if you never read Joan Didion, like that's the best way to start is slouching towards Bethlehem because she is a Californian and um, fresh, fresh out of Sacramento. And um, the whole book is like basically like taking a road trip through sixties, California. Mm. Like the first chapter like starts with like a murder that happens in San Bernardino where a wife is charged with murdering her husband. And then there's like this chapter that for me really got me because like, you know, like, me and you both, like, we fangirl. We big-ass fangirls mm-hmm. up in this house, mm-hmm. up in this cast. And um, there's a chapter that's all about John Wayne and her love with John Wayne and growing up with John, watching John Wayne. And then the chapter ends with her talking about her and her husband, uh, who was a very famous prolific writer himself, Gregory Dunn, uh, John Gregory Dunn. And he, um, they, she had dinner with John Wayne, and she said in the book, she was like, in, we- in some ways, I know this man, I know him better than my 
and the husband knows me. Or I know him better than I know my own husband. And she was like, in ways, in some ways, I feel like he knows me better than, like, anyone else. Wow. And it was, like, such a rant. Because think about it. If you meet, if, like, if you ever met, like, not just your idol, but someone, like, you had a crush on, too. Yeah. Oh, my that God. That you idolized, like, and then that you Darren meet Darren Chris, them. where you at? Yeah, in a way. Think about it. It's like if He's you meet, my soulmate. Think, meet Darren, if you had dinner with, like, sitting across with Darren oh. Chris, like, if you were married to someone else and, like... <laughs> Just with Darren, and then you had dinner with Darren Chris, and just thought about it. Like, just think about it, like how weird it is. I'm like, leaving my man. Bye. <laughs> that night. <laughs> yeah. But think about before you before leave, dinner. But before you leave, your before appetizers come out, and you leave your man. <laughs> like, think about how weird that is. Like, you're like, wow, I weirdly know him better than I know the man that I sleep with. Like, I mean, I yeah, know, but like, I feel like sometimes you married. meet people, and you're just like, oh, yeah, this was meant to happen. Like, yeah. not even like relationships, but just like friendships even yeah i mean i felt like when i met you i was like oh i know this person yeah you know yeah same like, yeah there's some people you just instantly are like but like it's that like other like you look up to this person as like another yeah, human no, that's, and then you sit yeah. across from them and then you have that moment of like wow i weirdly know Ugh, them and i know they i'm know... gonna masturbate too tonight oh what me and darren chris eating pasta together oh my at dinner. god now i'm gonna probably masturbate to me eating uh, spaghetti with Darren Chris. No, get your own man. No, but probably going to Chili's with like Seth Rogen. Ugh. That's, oh, that's my, my porn. God. That's my, that's my, my water porn just fantasy. Broke. Yeah, going to Chili's with Seth Rogen. Ugh. That's like my intimate, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. That GQ yeah. spread of him. Ooh. Oh my uh, God. I had, to take a, I had to take a plan B. Ooh. I, like, literally, like, put the, like, coat hanger up my bus. Like, oh, to, I man. was like, here, just get me pregnant now. It's going to happen. Like, God damn. But, um, yeah, so toward Beth towards Bethlehem is great. She said something in the book that stayed. There's also a line in that book that stayed with me. To, stayed with me. Um, <laughs> uh, heaven and hell lies in all our karma. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, interesting. Yeah. Um. Because, like, I guess, like, you can't always expect heaven, but you can't always expect hell either. Yeah, you get both. Um, and then right now, I actually started reading Bad Feminist. Nice. By the great Roxanne Gay. <laughs> um, and I'm only, like, a few chapters in. I like it. I mean, I love that the first, she, straight out the gate, it's like, there's no such thing as a perfect feminist. True. And is a very... We all well problematic. Yeah. Well, this is the problem. Anyone who acts like there is a perfect feminist or they are a perfect feminist is honestly maybe... Is honestly not a, is not a feminist. Like, yeah. you think you're a perfect feminist, you probably aren't even a feminist. Yeah. Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, but... Don't um, even start. Don't even start Don't with me. start with me. I still send her snake emojis on Twitter. I think it's healthy. Ugh. I mean, sure. And then, but yeah, I'm reading that. It's very interesting, and I really love Roxanne Gay. I yeah. think she's smart and funny She's as funny fuck. as fuck on Twitter. She's funny as fuck on Twitter. But she's so smart and funny, and I can't, I want to read, I decided I want to read, like, I'm trying to balance reading more Joe Tidian and Roxanne Gay, like, at the same time. Like, I know it's gonna, like, I'm gonna want to, like, probably, like, cry in a bath like, cry on the floor, but I want to read Hunger. Yeah. Which is, like, her, like, 
book of like through, of like her body basically. Yeah. It's supposed to be incredible. It's supposed to be her best work from what I've heard, but that's like somewhere on the line. Um, and then I'm not really listening to anything like newish or in particular. Um, I um been listening to a lot of like Shannon and the Clams, mm. like very that vibe. Okay. Have you ever listened to her yeah. solo album? Um, possibly. Okay. If you are a Shannon and the Clams fan, which like and I if do. you yeah, which amazing love them. If you like, if you love like a cross of like surf rock, sixties, and like kind of punk. You'd like Shannon and the Clams and the band and the other band that comes from them, Punks and His Punks. Yes, I love them. I love them too. But, Shannon Shaw, but Shannon Shaw has her um, own, I think like last year came out with, um, it was the Shannon and Shannon and the Clams, came out with her solo album, Shannon in Nashville, and it's so good. It is so good. And it's interesting because like Shannon and the Clams, the magic of Shannon and the Clams is that it will. It always has kind of like a garage sound to it. Like there's always like kind of like a unpolishedness to it. Yeah. But this album is so polished, and the sound is amazing, and she just sounds like, oh, like it just takes you back. To, it just takes me back to when like I had like a beehive, and I was like running for the cops when I was like a bat when I was Tracy Lords and Crybaby. Because mm-hmm. I was Tracy Lord. I was just talking about that movie today. That's so weird. You know who we should do? We should do a Tracy Lord's episode. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. Well, Claire, what the fuck are we talking about? Okay, so <laughs> last week we talked about, <coughs> our last time we talked about, uh, wedding culture, tradition things. So this time... This I is kind of like a, a part two, yes. part two, if you that. will, about um, uh, sex cultures, traditions from around the globe, from what I could find on the interwebs. There's some wild shit out there. <coughs> really Tell makes us, you really makes you think how you know Western civilization was like. This is bad. Ooh. Tell us, Claire. Fucking Tell us here on the inexperienced experience. I would love to get through one episode without bringing up Catholicism. I'm sure everyone else would appreciate it, too. But you know what? It's full circle, baby. It comes back. Okay. Ancient Greeks, wedding night. Okay. So if the bride wasn't a virgin, no need to fear. All you gotta do is go get a rooster. <laughs> no need. Kill it. drain it of its blood and then as you're you know doing the nasty you take that blood and you throw it on the sheet because rooster's blood is the same shade as a virgin's blood I'd like to see Bill Nye talk about that (laughs) so stupid oh my god wait a minute okay first and foremost why couldn't like couldn't they have all had figured out at some point that, like, sometimes hymens, like, the breaking of a hymen is, like, not, like, that's just not, I you mean, don't bleed when, you, not everyone bleeds when they, when they lose their virginities. Yes, but men have perpetuated this myth. Men are stupid, And yeah. then that's how you keep women in line, is you scare them. Haven't we seen The Handmaid's Tale now streaming on Hulu, season three? I didn't watch season two. Oh, it's rough. Also... 
I have beef with Kylie Jenner again. How do we go from Handmaid's Tale to Kylie because Jenner? Because this bitch, this bitch. Okay. Through <coughs> a Handmaid's Tale themed party oh, and thought yeah. it was funny. Bitch, you are missing the point. It's her favorite TV show. She needs a therapist. She does need a therapist. I've always thought that Kylie was like the one that was like gonna kill someone. Honestly. Or Rob. Well, Rob is like an obvious choice. But like I've always thought that like Kylie, like Loki is like the one that She's like, crazy. Yeah. Kylie Jenner to the foyer. Is that a chicken? <laughs> That girl dumb as rocks. No, like, okay, they did, like, an SVU episode based on them. Like, she would be, like, it would be, like, Kendall and Kylie, and, like, Kendall would be, like, the real suspect, but then, like, they realize, like, it's actually been Kylie the whole time. Mm -hmm. She's been gaslighting her. It would be, like, that episode of, um, it would be, like, that SVU episode where, um, who was in it? Uh, he dated, uh, Frank Langella and, um, and, um, John Ritter's son, what's his... Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Jason it would Ritter. be like that episode. Honestly, low-key would be that. If anyone knows what episode I'm talking about. It's yeah. Like, I mean, all SVU episodes are fucked, but that's a fucked episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Men are dumb. And also, so is what? Kylie Jenner, and I want to fight her. I just want to, like, perk my lips up to hers and go, I didn't have to do anything. Moving on. Moving on. Um, this one's actually kind of cute. Um, oh, where are we going next? I feel like I need my passport. I feel like I'm at, like, IHOP. We're at Epcot. Mm, we're at Epcot. I wish. Wait, why am I happy? I hate that Disney. Um, so in the Gansu Providence, which is northwest China. <coughs> northwest, oh, China. It is customary for, okay, so it's cute now. It wasn't cute back in the day. It's customary for the groom to shoot the bride with three arrows in the heart, mimicking Cupid's arrows and their love for one another. That's cute. But they still uh, some people in this area still do it now, but they don't do it with arrowheads, so like no one's getting hurt. Yeah. Oh, I thought they were like symbolic arrows or something like that. Or like No, no, no. They're little like arrows. Legit actual... arrows. Oh, that's yeah. Fucked. Okay, first off, first off, first off, first off, I you're gonna get blood on my dress. I don't think she's wearing the dress though. What is she wearing? Nothing? I don't know. It's before the wedding. Okay. Like so, days before. Okay. Or so like they the day make, before. So they make this bride get down to her skippies. I don't know, Brian, and then I wasn't supposed there. to be I love you and then shoots her with a fucking bow and arrow. People are wild. Um, I like this one because it's, like, about astrology. So, if you're a Hindu woman born during the astrological period when Mars and Saturn are both under the seventh house, which I don't really know what that means, but I'm sure someone can tell We can look on me. CoStar. Your curse... CoStar, if you'd like sponsor us. If you... While they're both under the seventh house, you're cursed if you get married. And you should be prepared to become a widow early in life. Damn. So what they do is, and so I when love I this. Find, so when I find an old man, make sure to marry him when Saturn. <laughs> yeah, uh, only if you're, if you're a Hindu though. Um, so what these women do is they have a, a ceremony, and they marry a tree first. Okay. And then after the ceremony, 
you cut down the tree, and that breaks the curse. Huh. Which is cute. That's cute. That's I mean, cute. like, shouldn't, I mean, like, trees give life. Okay. So some of these are, like, wedding ones, too, that we yeah. didn't cover last week. So uh, I really relate to this. The Tijua Brides in China don't cry on the day of their wedding. Oh, I did read this one. But for one month before the wedding, the bride cries, cries every, every day. day. <laughs> they literally put it in their calendars to cry. Same. Uh, and they do this every day for a month, and it's supposed to bring good luck and fertility and, you know, all that, all that jam. All that jam. That's not like Abby from Broad City, like, to schedule, like, an hour a day to, like, cry. Look, I have to schedule when I masturbate and when I cry and when I shower. Okay? It's just the way it is. You can't schedule everything. But it gives my life some control. You know what? Go. You know what, Brian? You're not my therapist, okay? All right. I forget. I forget. I can't help it. I'm a okay. I actually want this to happen to me because one day I will marry Darren Chris and be his second wife, as it was always destined to be. So the night before the better wedding, jewelry. yeah, better dress. Ooh, yeah. No shade, but um, shade. Uh, an Italian groom. <coughs> throws a surprise party outside his bride-to-be's window <coughs> the night before the wedding. It's called La Serenita. Begins with the, broom, the groom, backed by musicians, a whole band, serenading his fiancée, and it turns into, like, a full party with a lavish buffet, which, you know, I'm all about. The buffet. Oh, we're all about. When it, the word lavish is in front of the word buffet. Oh. That's my drag name, lavish buffet. That's a good one. Um, and then you basically like have a party the night before after he serenades you. I which love that. I'm about that. I'm all about that. Um, so this is more about sex, and this is actually Orthodox Jewish. You might know this. <laughs> oh shit! I got excited. Anida is when a Jewish woman is on her period, and the husband and the wife have to be separated during the Nida's menstru- menstruation. Uh, the Torah holds that a man, I don't know, is not permitted to sleep with his wife when she is a nidda. Doesn't say anything about girlfriends, though, so. So basically, you can't be around them because they're bleeding. How do you feel about period sex? Not that it really would, like, ever probably apply to you. I'm fine with it. I have a friend, okay, so freshman year of college. I'm always curious what people think about this. Okay, I, first off, I think... I think periods are, I think periods are extreme. I think periods are just natural. Yeah. I have a very um, abnormally healthy view for someone who doesn't have a period and never has had have and never will have a period. Um, I have a, like, a, yeah, I don't care. Like, for me, it's not, like, I've seen, like, I've lived with women. I've seen tam- bloody tampons. Yeah. Like, I... Red, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Which when is being made into a movie. I know. I am so excited. I want Judy God, that book to made write me a my woman. eulogy. Oh, fucking same, dude. That book, I think, made me a feminist. Agree. Yeah, because it made me. Because I remember my mom gave me that gave that book to my sister to read when she got her period, mm-hmm. and then I read it. 
and was like, oh, wow, like, I get it. So, like, I would always ask my friends, like, are you okay? Like, when they would be, like, I remember I had a friend who got, like, severe cramps, and, like, I sat with her in the hallway, like, one day, like, because, like, I wasn't afraid. But my friend, I remember I had a friend freshman year, and she told me about how she liked to have sex on her period, and how she's, like, it's just, like, a natural lubricant. And I was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. I mean, I don't know. If you got new sheets, don't do not do it on them. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, that's my only opinion about period sex. If we got new sheets. Interesting. I was curious what people think about that. Would you? Okay, here's the thing. As we know, my pussy is broken. Yeah. Um, and I... Broken since, pussy. Since I've had my period now for half my life... Um, I've always had really, really heavy periods. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's not so much like a like um, like a hygiene factor, but it's more of like I feel gross, so like I don't know that I would want to. Right. Like if you but feel also good like doing it, if I had like a light period where I could just wear like a little tiny <clears throat> tampon and like a little drop would come out on it. Like yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But when it's like the fucking shining every day of yeah. this bitch, um yeah. maybe not. I mean I'm not I'm not opposed to it. The situation a, ri- a river doesn't come ha- out. A river doesn't have to run through everything. Right. You know, and like I have enough sheets because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, three month period, a um, never doing that again. <laughs> never again. No, because if it does happen again, I'm getting my uterus taken out. I don't need it. No, fuck that. Fuck that shit. Um, I'm just curious, because I, I think it's, like, so... I don't know, because I think, like, when I was in, like, middle school and high school, people were like, oh my god, periods, and now people are like, I will eat your bloody vagina. No, you know me. As long as it's between two consenting people and, like... yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, like, that goes without saying. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. Here's some some interesting things. In Mangaya, an island in the South Pacific Ocean, boys around the age of 13 have sex with older women who teach them about sex and how to best please their partners. And then when they're ready, they, like, go back, and then they start marrying girls their own age. And starting families. I mean, that's not very, like, out there. I mean, you've, I've heard so, you hear so many stories about how, like, fathers will take their sons to brothels oh, when they're, yeah. like, 13, 14. But it's just, like, it's so drastic from, like, Western, like, oh, you know, yeah. religion and stuff. Um, this is cute. Well, I don't know. It's kind of gross, but... In Austria, young... Oh, I thought you were talking about that. Oh, no, no, no. In Austria, young women do a ritual dance with apple slices stuffed in their armpits. After the dance, each gives her slice to the man of her choice, and he has to eat it. I love that. I do. you (laughs) I love that. That is the strangest thing I have ever heard, but I... It's at, like, festivals and things, I guess. Yeah, that sounds... I want love like that. Let's go to Austria. I, I'm, yeah. Oh, oh, find me in. I want to be someone's Edelweiss. Oh, stop. Oh. Stop. I'm so alone. I know, safe. 
<laughs> the people essay. of ancient Egypt were obsessed with masturbation. Oh, big mood. They believed the ebb and flow of the Nile was caused by their god. <laughs> by Sorry. the god of creation. I know that's really immature, but you just said ebb and flow. Yeah. Because of this, they would regularly masturbate into the Nile to ensure a wealth of water for crops. During the Egyptian festival of the god Min, who represented the pharaoh's sexual power, men regularly masturbated in public. So it's like being on the blue line. I was going to say, it's just like get on the one, get on the CTA. The Mira tribe from Chhattisgarh have a very sexually liberated culture, probably like the most liberated in the world. They have mixed sex dormitories where adolescents are sent to practice premarital sex, sometimes with a partner and sometimes um, like serially. They are discouraged from becoming emotionally attached to their partners because that is not the purpose. See, okay, I don't like anything. I think it's all wrong when you have anything that is like teaching you how to, how you should have sex or how you should treat sex. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't like that culture of like that because then I it doesn't, that person doesn't get to grow and like be like, well, I maybe I like, I don't want to have sex then. And I, I just think, you know what I mean? Like the like teaching, like having like thirteen year old like the, where thirteen year old thirteen year old boys have like sex with older women and teach them how to please. I think that's wrong. I think that's wrong to like teach that to like people because it's just like it's like a brain. I think it's low key brainwashing. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I think it's interesting though that like the the idea is, and I don't think they stay there like forever i think yeah i'm sure they do as they but... please but i think it's really interesting that they don't want them to become emotionally attached so you're not there to like meet a partner or like find like a mate or something like you mm -hmm. are there to learn what you like and what you want to do yeah because i don't think they really care about like how you do it i think it's more of like practice with a bunch of people yeah it's not so much like this is this is penis, this is vagina, this is how you have sex. It's like, okay, like, what do you like? What do yeah. you want to do? No, I know that. I just think, like, the, like, I don't know. I think just anything, like, where it's, like... Yeah, it's a little gross. Yeah, it's just a little, like, I don't know, let everyone develop at their own time and pace. You yeah. Know? Don't be, like... You're 13 now. like Yeah, no, I don't think it's like that. It, it made it seem like it's like, oh, I want to go yeah. do this now, you know? Yeah, like, I can't imagine, like, someone being, like, the, like, like... Rabbi Shlomovitz, like, pulling me aside oh, at 13 and being like, okay, God. you're a man now, it's so you, time. it's time, and I, and then oh, I go to the... some fucking handmade shit. Yeah, like, but that's what I mean, like, that's yeah. what it sounds, but that's what it sounds like when I hear, like, 13-year-old boys being trained to, like, are, like, going yeah. to, like, a woman to, older women to have sex and, like, learn, like, it's but just, also, like, like, I don't know. I don't know, it's just... Um, this I actually knew, but I think it's like really gross and I think more people need to talk about it. So when I was in middle school, um, I spent like a year and a half obsessed with Marie Antoinette. Like I knew everything about Judy. her. Like I was obsessed. She and I would have pug dates. It was disgusting. Uh, you should see her. So, <laughs> um, 
she obviously married Louis the Sixteenth. We all know how that ended. But when she first went to French court, she was like fourteen or f- I think like fourteen. She, she was, was young. like sixteen when she became queen. I think so. Yeah, but that's because that's because his dad had died. Yeah. But she went there when she was like thirteen or fourteen mm-hmm. and got married right away. Yeah. So. In the French court, you would, for people like princes and, Mm -hmm. you know, distinguished people, um, the king and other guests would actually go with you to your bedchamber and uh, give you a blessing and, like, watch you have sex to, like, consummate the marriage and, like... The bloodline. Basically, (laughs) and I thought that was so gross, and I was like, oh my god. Because I I think at the time I was like, I want to be a royal, and then I was like, no, I don't. I would, no. The only time I ever want to be a royal is when I, like, would be with someone was like, you get that jewelry. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I could live Meghan Markle's life. See, that's the kind of royal I would want because, like, you get all the great perks knowing that the fact that you are never going to be king or queen. Like, you're sad. But you can slightly start to change things. Yeah, yeah. like, but you have enough public of a platform mm-hmm. to, like, be a, that badass bitch that's going to change some shit. Yeah. Which she is, like... hmm mm. So, uh, Louis and Marie refused to have sex with each other because they hated each other. Oh, so they did not have sex for seven years and then they had to because they were like you need to start having kids and so they yeah. were like okay and then they did and then also um, when she was giving birth there were like 50 people in the room looking at her cooter looking at that cooter out in the open out in the open I mean look here's the thing I mean look at it this way oh, I hear hate sex is sometimes like people's best. They had sex. a couple of kids. I mean, it's yeah. not like they were just like one and done. I mean, you can't because yeah. you know what if they die from you know cholera, <laughs> the plague, the plague, chickenpox, the flu, like a common cold, the, the con- a little like poison. So you gotta have your safety blankets. Yeah, I but, know. I was there. Yeah, I know. I'm. I'm telling the the, the listen. Oh, oh, right. I forget. I forget we have a microphone sometimes <laughs> connected to a computer recording every word we say. Right. I forget sometimes. Um, uh, cultures are just, it's just wild. Like, one part of the world does something so differently. It's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, like, if even if you find it, like, odd, it just, or, like, you don't necessarily think, like, that's more, like, right. Like, like I said, like, you know what I mean? It's still just interesting. Like, in another world, like, this is happening, and this is what's accepted. Yeah. Because it's like, I like over there, like, over anywhere else that would be opposite of us, I can't imagine what freaks they must think we are. Oh, I mean, even, like, just being in Italy, I was like, oh, these things are different. Like, I mm-hmm. need to, like... Like, I, I I knew that, like, I was smiling more than, like, other people. And I was like, oh, that's an American thing, you know? Uh, that was what I loved so much when I was in London. Because I do not smile when I walk. When I'm, like, a rep. No, not when I walk. But, like, when I'm interacting with people. Like, I'm ordering. Or, like, you know, I'm talking to the girl at the concierge. And, yeah. and they're just, like, stone face And I'm like, oh, they hate me. Because you are a very 
friendly, like, outwardly friendly person and have, like, such a warm, loving energy. <laughs> Whereas I'm, I think I'm friendly, but, like, when I smile, I can really downplay it and just I mean, be a yeah. bitch. And that, because I am a, not as, I'm not as warm as you. I mean, but yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. When I was in London, I felt like people got me more. I mean, even just, like, tipping. Like, you don't tip in Italy. It's so weird. In Europe, you don't tip. I love it. I felt so bad. I felt so bad. I did feel bad, though. I was like, but, oh, like, I, I know feel I shouldn't like, because, like, this Because is they like, would be offended yeah. if you did. And so it's like, okay, well. See, if that was, if I was a waiter in Europe and there was Americans being like, how much do I tip? I'd be like, make up, make it up, make it up. <laughs> yeah. Cultures be crazy. Cultures be wildin'. Well, Claire, speaking of wilding. I gotta go to bed. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm so tired. It's been a, a long day. Yeah, we both worked. We both wore blue <sighs> and we worked. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening and thank you for uh, continuing to listen to us madcap gals. Um, we truly appreciate you all, and if you would like to follow, and if you don't already, please follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, uh, The Inexperience Experience. Yep, yep. And on Twitter, the, at BC Inexperience, if you want to slide into our personal DMs. Oh, please. Oh, I just watched a Mae West movie. Um, you can uh, slide into mine on Twitter and Instagram, at Jew underscore Majesty. Mm-hmm. And I am uh, Claire Romama, always. Uh, also in my uh, Venmo, so hit me up, because yeah, bitch broke. Same. Her pussy broke, and her bank account broke. Same. Put that on my tombstone. Same. <laughs> oh, well, have a good night. God bless y'all. See you later. Bye.